welcome to the Non-Gendered Fitness Podcast, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Non-Gendered Fitness, the home of queer fitness and health, previously known as Fearless Movement Collective. Now here's your host, Bowie Stover. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 73. My name is Boa Stover. My pronouns are they, them. I am stoked to have you join me. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. And I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. This week, friends, we have an interview. Yes, I have gotten on one of the raddest humans I know. The name is Shadia. Shadia is a proud owner and founder of Autism Actually and enjoys presenting and in consultancy. They are committed to empowering fellow autistic and neurodivergent individuals. Shadia is currently studying a Bachelor of Speech Pathology with the hope of providing client-centered animal-assisted therapy for neurodivergent individuals. Shadia was diagnosed with autism at the age of three and generalized anxiety disorder at the age of 14. They came out as non-binary in early 2018 and loves talking about the intersectionality of autism and gender diversity. Shadia benefited from numerous early supports such as speech therapy and occupational therapy. They are very passionate about sharing information about what being autistic is like. So I really hope you enjoy the conversation that I had with Shadia. They are, as I said, one of the raddest humans I know. Shadia, thank you so much for jumping in and joining me today. Thanks for having me, Bowie. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, yes, I'm stoked. I'm so stoked. Uh, Before we begin... Can you share a little bit about yourself with our listeners today? Sure. Um, well, um, let's start. Um, I guess I'm a part of the LGBT plus community. Um, I kind of discovered this at about the age of 18. I'm now 20. So it's been a big learning journey for me. Um, and I'm really proud to be non-binary. Um, I'm also autistic as well and have an anxiety disorder. Um, and I'm currently studying a Bachelor of Speech Pathology um, with the hopes of being able to provide services for autistic individuals and gender diverse individuals. Amazing. You're a powerhouse. (laughs) (laughs) How long do you have to go in your course now? You're you're coming close to the end, aren't you? Yeah, so I'm doing a sort of alternate pathway, so it should be a couple of more years, but it's getting closer and closer, and... um, yeah, um, I've already had a few offers already, so I'm, I can't complain too much where I'm at at the moment. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. I'm excited for you to, to finish up so that like you can just help all the folks out there with stuff like that. It's such a cool thing that you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. So you also happen to be someone who trains with us. What inspired you to begin moving your body or practice training and just movement in general? Um, I guess it's been something I've been interested in for quite some time. So particularly when I was younger, I was quite an active person. 
um, always sort of running around and playing and, and things like that. Um, and then, unfortunately, when I when I was told that I had what's called Oshkosh I was told I couldn't run and couldn't jump and do all the things I usually did. Um, and so exercise sort of fell out of my life for several years. Um, and I got to a stage where I guess I just really wasn't happy with my body type and I guess how it felt, um, particularly during the teenage years. And I've been searching for something to help me with these feelings that uh, the internet didn't necessarily have answers for um, uh, in terms of sort of what I was experiencing internally. Um, so then I, I went to a gym for quite some time, but I soon learned that I found gyms really challenging, uh, mainly because of the amount of people there, the sensory aspects of having to go into sweaty uh, shop uh, places and then having to leave my stuff there and then the thought of having to interact with people I don't know and exercise on equipment and not having someone who was sort of experienced and guiding me along that process. So um, I was really searching for a way to kind of affirm those feelings I was having. And I just wasn't really finding the resources um, until a friend put me on to your page and said, hey, there's this amazing fitness group. Have you actually had a look into it? And it was so amazing being able to come across and read about you and Zay and seeing that there was a whole community of people like me. And I'm like, oh, I'm not just making it up in my head. This is an experience that's valid and that other people are going through um, and that every sort of experience is valid. And um, I think it just really helped me tie into a, a, a new part of the community. I know that um, for some people, finding our sense of community, even within communities, can be difficult. Um, and I've definitely sort of found this both within the autistic but also the LGBT communities. Um, and so, yeah, I started on with your online program and really loved the fact that um, I could do it in my own time, in my own home. It didn't require much equipment. Um, and also that I felt it was safe um, and I wasn't going to damage my body doing it. And then um, eventually you convinced me to join some group classes, which I was very nervous about, didn't know whether I'd like them. And then I found out I really love them. Um, I've got to meet some amazing people through there um, and just yes. have a place to chill and also get some help with some of the movements I find more challenging. So, yeah, I'm super grateful for the amazing movement you've created, Bowie. It's just I wish there was more Bowies in the world that could provide these services. <laughs> They're just fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh it's been, yeah, it's been so great, Shadia, just watching you grow and become more comfortable with your movements, and it's amazing. I'm growing so muscles—that's so it's, exciting. It's so cool <laughs> <That's something>. you... <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Those starting out can be such a, a difficult like trying to find the space or and as you said like gyms are definitely not for everyone and I know I've said this a lot I say this to pretty much everyone like <laughs> gyms aren't for everyone they they are definitely for a certain type of person but often the, the culture in them can be quite confronting or just uncomfortable and and critical and judgmental and not generalizing it's not all gyms but yeah it can definitely be difficult kind of getting into those sorts of spaces and finding a, a comfortable way to do do you however that may be how have you found getting movement 
into your life has changed uh, how you feel in your body, how you feel just in general in your everyday life? Oh, much, much better. Like uh, it's, I can't describe how much it has helped me in my daily life. Um, as a non-binary person, um, I guess a lot of the resources that I was reading about on what can help were very limited in terms of what was recommended. And I honestly, when I was younger, I didn't know what was out there. Um, and I guess for me, having an opportunity to be able to feel more in touch with my body and also get to a, a sort of body type that I feel comfortable with has been amazing. And I'm starting to see it to happen, which was super exciting to see. Um, and I guess being able to have more of a routine, particularly over COVID, has been really great um, because it's really easy when you're at home sitting and getting a computer to become really sedentary and not do much. And for me, that's just deadly. I get really restless and I can't sleep properly and things. Um, and also managing my anxiety, I've found that movement has really helped me. So being able to have someone to guide me through some movements to address these things has been really great. Um, and just getting more active in general, like it's not always just the um, exercises. It might be walking my dog or enjoying the sunshine or doing something outdoors that's that gives me a break from just the um, the same thing every day. So that's been really great. And, um, again, just, I guess, being able to connect with other people in a sort of social context where it's activity-based, I think, for me, has been has opened up another world for me uh, in my personal life. Um, and, yeah, it's just been really great. And I, I'm now excited to get up and exercise, which I haven't felt pretty much since I was 10 years old. So it's just amazing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Did you ever imagine that you'd actually enjoy, like, training? No. Because <laughs> I know when I first when I first suggested it to you, you were quite apprehensive. But <laughs> Yes, I, I, I always have been. Like, I always, I guess, reflecting on it, um, being very nervous in groups and having a safe space where I don't have to explain my pronouns or worry about people misgendering me or being able to just turn my camera off and take a break, it actually takes away a lot of the social pressures and made me realise, oh, I actually do feel these levels of anxiety that I never picked up before. So, um, yeah, I'm a bit of a convert to group sessions now. They're really fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh. So how have you found over time that – you say you started being active, uh, like you were active when you were younger and then you had the Osgood Schlatters. I think I put the S-H in there. I don't know how to pronounce it either, so I <laughs> can't help you there, boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> how did you find that having to kind of stop being active back then, how did you find that that impacted like just your life in general, like having been able to rediscover it again and on reflection, did you notice kind of the difficulties that you experienced were kind of exacerbated or, or like, yes? I think definitely my mood was affected. Uh, I found it harder to kind of develop routines, uh, get out of bed in the morning and 
I guess my levels of anxiety were quite high, um, you know, to the point where I'd come home and just curl up in a ball on the bed. I, you know, that was just reality for me for a, a very long time until I got additional support. Um, and I guess, uh, I, I guess I described it as feeling heavy within myself. Like I didn't feel in touch with my body. I didn't feel, I didn't move the way I wanted it to. Um, and I think just over time I became less and less uh, enthusiastic about trying to change it. I didn't think there was anything to change it. And, then, you know, we all know what the teenage years are like, add, add on the hormones and all those associated changes. Just that's a whole other layer of unpleasantness. <laughs> um, and so um, right. I, that definitely was exacerbated. Um, and, yeah, just, just all those changes, I think. Um, and then, you know, once I'd finished school, I realised I really wanted to get back into it. And um, obviously because I have a dog as well, I have to. So she's a really great excuse from the point of view that I have to get up and walk her. Um, but then it also gave me the motivation to want to change my daily habits. Um, and I guess, yeah, it was just... Uh, I was one of those kids that never liked group PE classes and things like that, so I would just opt out of them. Um, I think having the alternate safe spaces probably would have encouraged me to do it. Um, but all of the sort of options that I remember available to me were either the gym or PE class, and for someone like me, that they weren't considered accessible to me. So I just kind of shut off from it. But uh I definitely noticed um, that I just, yeah, when you're a child, you, you know, when you're really fit and active, it's very different to when you're a teenager. And I started to notice these changes and I got really unhappy. So um, I know that during COVID, one of the best ways that I've sort of incorporated is even just getting up and doing a warm up if I'm coming out of class. And, and before one of my three hour lectures, uh, or choose, sorry, um, I actually did the workout beforehand and I was amazed at how better I concentrated throughout the class. Like it was just amazing. And so um, I, I guess it's given me some structure around what I actually can do and knowing that it's not necessarily something I have to follow rigidly. It can be as little as uh, just the warm up or the whole session or, um, and that's what I love about your approach is it's very much what you feel you can manage um, which a lot of the conventional gym programs didn't offer. It was all like, you know, just work hard and you'll get there type of thing rather than uh, – and I just couldn't cope with that. I couldn't cope going to the gym <laughs> twice a week or however long and having to subject myself to that after a long day at school. So I just ended up not going. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer that, that it turns into that. Are you surprised with what you've been able to do, like movement-wise? Because you're you like you're learning kettlebell swings and like you've bought your own kettlebells now, which I am so stoked about. Any person who buys kettlebells, I just it sparks so much joy for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a total kettlebell convert now. Um, it's just, I yeah, I, I kind of was a bit sceptical when you told me to buy the 8-kilo and 10-kilo ones. So I was going you sure I can handle that? And now I'm using the 10 kilo ones quite easily. And that's really amazing to me. So um, yeah, it's really cool. And uh, being able to outpace my mum on walks has been the biggest uh, win recently because she's a bit of a power walker. So <laughs> I know that I'm doing well if I'm, I'm beating mum on walks. <laughs> 
So good. I was I was pretty impressed when you told me that because you'd shared with me how fast your mum was. You've never been able to keep up with her and now you're beating her. It's like goals. Yes. <laughs> Smashing them. <laughs> oh, so good. So how would you think that other folks that may be living a similar experience begin to do things differently for themselves? Like what did you find kind of helped you along the way when you were first getting started? Hmm. Um, I think taking things slow is what I learned that you, I think, um, uh, I guess when I was first starting at learning about what non-binary meant, I was bombarded by information and not necessarily, I didn't necessarily have people in my life with the same experience. So I didn't really have anyone that knew what it was like um, in terms of uh, my experiences being more, I guess, on the agenda side of things. Um, And so for me, accessing services from that perspective became really confusing because there was nothing for me to base what I wanted off of. There was no experience I could think of that could help me concretely say, yes, this is what I what I want to do. And, And that's why I was so hesitant um, at first, um, for lack of a better term, and nervous about, well, what what, what does this mean for me, you know, and, um, you know, I've tried certain things along the way, it hasn't been for me, and then gone through the whole, well, am I actually non-binary, and I don't know, and it's been through, yeah, it, it, I think it's been through connecting with groups like this, it's made me realise there are no set of rules, which for me as an autistic person is really difficult because I want to try and find rules within <laughs> things. Um, but I think, uh, for me, it was just taking those small steps, like even just picking my pronouns, like that was big. Um, and then it took me about a year to want to use them, but I kind of practiced and practiced and then realized that they were the ones I wanted. That was a pretty big step for me. Um, so I guess for me, it was sort of small steps and then, um, through the fitness program, I guess it's helped me realize yeah, this is what I want, this is what I've been looking for um, in a really sort of safe environment. Um, and I think that's really positive because, um, yeah, the, the sort of, I, I guess, traditional approaches might not, for, for lack of a better term, might not suit everyone. Um, and, yeah, for me that that was sort of, uh, yeah, it was difficult not having someone to just go, hey, is is this something that other people experience? And if so, what, what, what can you do? You know, how can I know for sure that this is the path I want to take? Um, so I think for me, just being able to identify what I want to achieve and even just go, okay, I don't know about that yet, but we can get back to that. Um, this is how we might explore that, um, I think, was really helpful in my sort of journey of self-discovery. And I think it's still going. I think it would just be a, a constantly evolving thing. And I've, I've learned to accept that that's okay. Um, I guess when I was younger, I wanted to quickly know everything about myself, but it's not really how it works. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's great just to be valid and go, yep, that's that's me. Or even if it's not, not someone else just saying, that's totally valid. It, even just that is enough to, to really help someone. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's such a great insight to have because – there's there's so much when it comes to like exploring what non-binary is there's there's a lot of information out there but there's a, and a lot of it can be quite 
kind of stereotyped. It's like, well, if you're non-binary, it's like, well, then you, you do the do these things here. And it's like there's this almost this expectation that you have to follow this process. And yeah, it can be it can be super confronting. And definitely I've I've noticed this because I'm in a lot of groups and threads and stuff. People will say, like, I think I think I'm, you know, I might be non-binary or what does that mean? And then people will be like, well, I'm non-binary and I did these things. Are you going to do this? Change your name. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> you should change, your, change the way that you dress or and to start kind of dictating, I think, a little bit in ways how people can explore their identity and like there's a right or wrong way to do it. Hmm. But that's definitely not. And that insight that that you've experienced and especially like, I didn't realize you'd only kind of been uh, like exploring your gender identity for a couple of years. That's a huge insight to have within that time because it's tough. There's just, there's just so much to try and figure out and understand. Um, and so much, so much, um, I think sometimes pressure to feel like you've got to be a certain way. Like, as you said, you know, are you, is, is what you're doing right if you're non-binary, like, but there, yeah, there's definitely no Yeah, rules. yeah, the clue was sort of in the name for me. But, uh, yeah, I guess for me, yeah, it's I, I sort of came out publicly, publicly to my friends and things in, in 2018, but I kind of started realising that I was different in a way I couldn't, I didn't know at the time, around the age of 16, and then my friends started talking to me uh, as a uh, a lot of people from the LGBT community probably relate to we tend to be magnets to each other so I suddenly found a lot of my friends coming out as trans and non-binary and then saying that I was too and I didn't know what it meant at the time so I just went no surely not like I would have known and then uh, and then a couple of years later I went yeah you're right you you were right the whole time (laughs) um yeah and I think I think for me it's been a mix of like within the community but also other people kind of trying to figure my experiences out and it gets really difficult to find out where to get support from when sometimes your very sort of identity is uh, sometimes it feels like it's being challenged by people um, that's caused me to question myself over the years but um, meeting people like yourself has really affirmed my own sense of self I guess and knowing that there is actually a huge spectrum of gender um, or non-gender yeah and realizing that I can change if I want to it's not set in stone I don't have to but uh, yeah it it takes it takes a while uh, and uh, I'm very grateful to my mentors over the years who've sort of been able to guide me through their own lived experience yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I'm I'm so happy for you that you're kind of learning learning you. It's it's such a great thing. You can't get it wrong. You can't get yourself wrong. <laughs> like <laughs> that's my theory. <laughs> it's like how can some someone else can't tell me I'm doing me wrong? It's like how would they know? <laughs> it's like no no. If you're if you're telling me that I'm doing it wrong, maybe I'm just doing you wrong, but I'm not you. So you do you. I'll do me. I like that model. <laughs> Everyone wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really helpful. It can be so challenging when we first come out to have people challenge 
challenge our identities or question it or have us try and prove and it can be so discouraging and and when you're already trying to figure yourself out to have someone be like well well you know what do you what do you mean by that or no you're not you're you're this or whatever it just makes it it makes it so much harder Mm. yep yes so shadia do you have Anything else that you'd like to share with folks listening? It could be something that you found helped you. Any little pearls of Shadia wisdom to spread around? Um, I guess for me, I think it's uh, been helpful being able to identify what what supports are helpful for myself. And I think uh, being able to feel like you can try things that, you know, a lot of people do that. Um, I think sometimes, though, um, I guess we feel sort of more under the microscope with when we might be more fluid in our identities. Um, but I think for me, the only way to self-discover was to go through that process. And I will continue to go through that process probably for the rest of my life. Um, and I think for me, it was more uncomfortable being in that space of questioning than not. Um, but I think for me it was a necessary process to to learn more about what sits well for me and what doesn't. Um, And so I think also knowing that you don't have to hang out with people who don't make you feel good. Um, And I soon learned that there were some people who were never going to accept me Um, (laughs) and that was a difficult pill to swallow. Um, And I, but I realised that, my my identity um, didn't need to be questioned and so I'm really grateful that I have a really, really great friendship circle and, um, you know, good people in my life that actually make me feel validated. Um, and I think it can be simple things like educating other people when they might be talking about the trans and gender diverse community and maybe... Um, uh, giving us, giving them resources that they can have a look at to learn more. Um, I think it it can sometimes also. Um, I remember just seeing a little. Uh, I think it was some, some one of my tutors or something just saying, "Oh, um, you know, I, I'm sorry that I misgendered you at class. I'll try it better next time." Like those little things, I think, mean a lot. Um, and yeah. I think surround yourself with your people and they might look different to what other people think. Um, And I guess also uh, they might be unlikely friendships, but I I don't discount it. But, yeah, I think it's really important to surround yourself with um, positive people who may not necessarily understand it yet but are willing to learn. Yes. Oh, amazing. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Shadia, if people want to get in contact with you or reach out, where can they find you? Um, so I've got a website, but we're also on Facebook. Um, I run the page Autism Actually. Um, so all my contact details are there. Um, yeah, feel free to get in touch. I'd be more than happy to chat if you have any questions. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so great to just have a chat with you and going to hear how you're rocking you. Thank you, Bowie. It's always lovely to chat with you. (laughs) Yay. If you want to check 
Shadia out on social media. There are a few places that you can go, as they mentioned. You can find them on Facebook at Autism Actually AU. You can find them on Instagram also at Autism Actually AU. On Twitter, Autism Actually. Tumblr, uh, autismactually.tumblr.com. Or LinkedIn by also looking up Autism Actually. So any of those platforms, chuck it in the search. You're going to find them if you want to ask some questions, if you want to have a chat. That is where you can go. Until next week, pals, remember, it doesn't matter what your lived experience is. It doesn't matter where you've been or what has happened through your life. You can live as you any way that you like, regardless of the intersection of it is that that may involve. You are amazing and you are perfect just as you are. Have a rat as they do.